Monday, April 23rd. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, over the weekend, Barbara Bush, only the second woman in our nation's history to be a president's wife and a president's mother, she was laid to rest outside of Houston at the George H.W. Bush Library. Yes, Tom, she's a very interesting lady, and it also brings up an interesting observation because our culture has, up until the recent fabricated rulings of Obergfell concerning what is marriage, has always honored the fact that marriage is a foundational institution in the culture that was established by the Creator as one man, one woman for one life, and that that was a foundational issue. Therefore, we have long been grateful for and elected presidents who were married, and the one that they married affected the election, not because you were trying to elect two for one or because the position of first lady was actually an office in the Constitution, but everyone just recognized that when you elect the one that you get the marriage partner because the two have become one. And then first ladies have carved out their own ministry all the way from Martha Dandridge Washington, the wife of our first president, George Washington. Then it was taken to another whole level in the aggressive and independent dynamics and outspoken statements of an Abigail Adams, our second president. As you move through, our president's wives have all carved out their own space, but there was already an anticipated activity and respect accorded to them in context of their complementarian relationship, that is, they completed their husband, that their husband was not all that he could be or should be without them. And then they've all had their own commitments, their own emphases, and really been interesting to watch them. Uh, Pat Nixon, who was very much in the background, refused to be seen, and highly sophisticated and thoughtful, but never verbal, never out front to the aggressive commitment to Equal Rights Amendment by Betty Ford. I'm just looking at my lifetime experiences. And of course, before I was born was FDR's wife, Eleanor, who clearly disagreed with her husband and let everyone know about it. And in fact, did not live in Washington, like Martha Washington, who would stay back home quite a bit and watching over the farm and the plantation. So Eleanor Roosevelt would spend extensive stays away from the White House. You had Mrs. Kennedy, who carved out her own, quite the object of not only curiosity, but esteem and compliments, and with her sophisticated, thoughtful, and warm personality that was on public display. You remember the famous statement of President Kennedy when, after he had returned from the trip to Europe, and particularly to her family ancestral home of France and said, I am the guy that accompanied Jacqueline Kennedy on her triumphal tour of France. The notable manner in which Michelle Obama conducted herself and also her burdens for children's literacy. Mrs. Clinton came in seeing herself much more in an elected position and tried to become a policymaker with the failed attempt at that time of a national health care policy. And now it remains to be seen how President Trump's wife, Melania, will ultimately, you can see her feeling her way through this. And being a naturalized citizen, of course, she is trying to gain the sensibilities of it. 
Now, Mrs. Bush was her own woman. She was a strong woman. She was a powerful woman. She is the archetype of the, quote, Republican president woman in terms of myth and fact, in that somewhat on the liberal side, like a Betty Ford on some of her views, but on the other side was a woman of doing things right. You could see somewhat the patrician New England dynamic in her life and her marriage, and it was notable that when you went to eat with her, I quote one visitor, you ate before you went because food would be sparse on the plate as it was bad manners to fill up a plate with food. So you ate like a bird, and if you wanted to be a vulture, you better have eaten before you got there. Everyone was supposed to be mannerable, and etiquette was everything. And then you see the religious movement in her life. I listened to the interview where she said, I have no fear of death because I have a great God was notable that President George Bush has given a number of incidents where they have had theological discussions and the fact that he believes his dad and his mom had made a commitment to Christ and they had been drastically affected by the life and ministry of Billy Graham, so much so that they actually, in a sense, had him on the speed dial when they would have family theological discussions. So I do pray she knows Christ. She cut her own figure in many ways, was a wonderful model. Like all of us, we all have our warts and pimples, but I pray for the family now. I would join with them in remembering their mother. Critiques can, of course, be done by biographers later. I want to join with them in remembering her and grateful. What I think of her is this. She has handled the death of a child with dignity. She has mothered her daughters well. She has a son who is effective in business. She has a son who has been president, a son who was a governor, to some degree successful in their attempts and admirable in their commitments and overall evaluation. I do believe very much that the hand that rocked the cradle controls the world, and you can see the effects of her motherhood as well as her demeanor as a wife and completer in the life of her husband and the obvious devotion that they had to each other. And she and George H.W. Bush set the high watermark for the number of years married, 72 years. That's the longest period of any president. And so that is commendable, and it's, of course, something we strive to see. The return of the biblical, historical definition of marriage, one man, one woman, and that last part, for one life. And I'm grateful their 72-year marriage and her 92 years of life here. And I do hope and pray that the power of the gospel has been seen. And as she said, no fear of death. She had a great God. And one of the ways we know the greatness of our God is he can save all of us who are sinners from all of our sins through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Harry, we're out of time for today on Tuesday's edition of Today in Perspective. I want to take you back to last Wednesday where President Trump and Prime Minister Shinzo Abe of Japan got together for a press conference. They talked about a number of things. At the top of the list was North Korea. North Korea has taken citizens from Japan captive. There are three Americans being held at North Korea. Harry, tomorrow I would like to discuss the whole North Korean situation, the upcoming summit between President Trump and Kim Jong-un. But I also want to examine the situation in Turkey, where Pastor Andrew Brunson is being held captive Because, as the Turkish government says, evangelism is a form of terrorism. Andrew Brunson in prison, under trial, 
and facing some significant possible penalties, including death in Turkey. We need to look at that. And then the first one you mentioned, because not only the announcements concerning North Korea from that meeting with the Japanese prime minister, but Tom, it's also been announced that there's going to be a quote-unquote quasi-summit between President Trump and the president or dictator of North Korea, Kim Jong-un, and also surprising tactics that have befuddled uh, that we'll try to give some clarity to as to how that meeting was set up. We need to do some analysis of his not-so-surprising, but yet befuddling to the media, unorthodox style, and evaluate it from a Christian world and life view. We'll deal with that on Tuesday's edition of Today in Perspective. As we close out, let me remind you there are several ways you can stay in touch with this podcast. One way is by downloading the Briarwood app. It's easy and it's free. On your smartphone or your tablet, go to Google Play, the Windows Store, Amazon Apps, or the Apple App Store. Type in Briarwood PCA. With this app, you'll have access to Today in Perspective, Harry's 30-minute daily teaching program, In Perspective, and our five-minute daily devotional entitled Fresh Bread. Another way you can stay in touch is by subscribing to Today in Perspective. That's easy as well. When your iTunes icon, type in Today in Perspective with Harry Reader. Each and every weekday, when your podcast icon will automatically download a new edition of Today in Perspective. Both ways are great ways to stay in touch. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Tuesday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.